everyone. Welcome to another episode of Throwdown Thursday. I am your hostess with the mostest for today, taking you on this truly, truly, truly outrageous ride. I am Ashes Von Nightmare. I am joined, of course, by the Ironborn, Agent Nicole. Hello, everybody. I am also joined by the man that lives at my house, Patsy the Angry Nerd. Greetings and salutations to all those around the world. And of course, as always, we are joined by our fearless producer, Mr. Wolfenstein. I'm just a disembodied voice. Carry on. (laughs) Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. So today, boys and girls, we have a truly, truly, truly outrageous show because we are joined by the amazingly talented and incomparable Little Miss Pink Hair herself, Miss Samantha Newark. Hi, you guys. Hello. 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 What a lovely welcome. (laughs) we We try to make everyone feel welcome. It was warm and fuzzy. I love it. That's the best kind. So we are so excited to have you on the show. Like I said, we are we are huge fans of yours. We have friends who also just happen to be listeners who are also huge fans of yours. Um, so we are just so excited that you could be on. Well, me too. It's so lovely to be invited. And I love to be able to connect with, with the fan base because I didn't get to meet you guys when you were watching the show. You know, there was there weren't any there was no Skype. There was no social media or anything so this is just so awesome for me it's so so cool and it's cool for us as well i mean geez you know i even watched the show and you know i think it was on right after he-man like he-man led right into gem so that was that's what that yeah. was my afternoon yeah and you know hasbro was really really smart like that they put a lot of stuff in gem that would that the boys would love because they didn't want the you know the channel to be changed they wanted the boys to be the audience as well so they had you know, all kinds of stuff for boys. But I always have this, like, sheepishly thing with straight men that come up to me at shows, and they're like, uh, yeah, I, I watched Jen, you know. It's like, <laughs> I know you did, and you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, I can't tell you how many of my gay male friends are, like, freaking out over the fact that I have the opportunity to speak with you today because they are just huge <laughs> fans of yours. They have, like, Uh-oh. the gem so sleeping cute. bag circa, like, 1985 and all of this other like gem paraphernalia from you know their you know our, our childhood and, and stuff yeah so oh, yeah there's like there's so much oh my god firstly i love the gay community like my gay boys and you know like my gem tourage it's like made up of straight women and gay boys like it's my crew <laughs> and i just adore the gay community so much um but yeah i keep finding all i keep coming across all these these merch items from gem that i, I came across sunglasses today i was like no what? way wow. that's you amazing sunglasses? like i never knew about that <laughs> so yeah so and the sleepy bags I knew about. Yes, yeah, get cozy with Gem. Right. <laughs> so you have had this remarkable career spanning music and television and movies. Uh, you actually started your music career at the age of seven. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. How, how did you know that you had such a passion for music, music at such a young age? You know, my my parents. I lived in Southern Rhodesia as a as a child. We moved there from England, and uh, my parents took me to see this girl um, named Lena Zavaroni, and she was a huge star in Scotland and England. And she'd won this talent show. It was like a it's like American Idol back in the day, and she won it like 
nine weeks in a row and she was 10 and she has this had this amazing voice and she toured in South Africa when I was living there and my parents took me to see her and I swear to God I had you know an aha moment like I need to do what she's doing I have to I have to do that. I want to do that. And um, I started to, she signed, she autographed my my vinyl that I bought. And I proceeded to learn every single song on her record. And I s- started to teach myself literally how to sing. And long story short, my parents started to realize that I was actually really singing over the record and that I was quite good. And um, they started to book me in like swap meets and old people's homes and you know wherever wherever I wanted to sing and that's how it started and my dad managed me so yeah <laughs> so, so your parents were super supportive of this oh incredibly supportive yeah they really really were I mean my mom and my sister were sure tagging along to everything and my dad was was managing me and um, for somebody that never had no experience in it he just really had a passion and believed in me and you know i was signed to a huge agency when i moved to the states finally and started annie and just all of this stuff so yeah it's pretty it just kind of took off made a country and western record when I, was <laughs> I was like eight and it was like a little um single like a vinyl single so yeah it's it's crazy to revisit it it's like in a galaxy far far away you know <laughs> so who inspires you as a musician Oh, God, it's endless. It's endless. I mean, the first person that I really connected to um, as far as songwriting, which was a huge pivotal thing for me going from just a singer, not just a singer, but just singing to wanting to write my own music was Tori Amos. And uh, I came across the Little Earthquakes record in the 90s. And I was like, Oh, God, she's reading my diary. I just love this woman. And she's been my kindred, you know, connection to uh just delving into my songwriting and uh so that was huge for me but you know i just love the real singers i mean i grew up listening to shirley bassey and streisand and Mm. uh, you know just judy garland and ella fitzgerald and big band music and the crooners and all of that so but I love everything. My God, I listen to like Nine Inch Nails and I listen to Taylor Swift and I listen to just everything. You know, if it's good, I'm into it. I love pop music. You know, I love the Bee Gees and I love, um, you know, I'll listen to Katy Perry and then I'll listen to uh, the Tours and the White Stripes. And so it's it's just such a broad spectrum of, of music. I just love music. I just love it. You know, I could tell that because when we, we saw you at the uh, – the, uh, the karaoke event like you were just up there you were rocking ar- along with everybody like no matter what they were singing they were just you were just like <laughs> they're like hey come sing with me and you're like yeah yeah i kept telling her the song <laughs> i was like i was like actually you gotta go you gotta you i'm like you have to sing a song with Jem, and she's like i can't i'm too nervous <laughs> she's like sitting there she was and, and i i purposely waited until we were on the air to tell you this but oh my god after Cool. When you came up to her at, at at the karaoke event and you were like, "Oh my God, your hair's so nice! Oh, you're so pretty!" and like, you made her year, and Aww. she held it together until she got outside and she just broke down like, "Oh my God, I can't!" Believe. <laughs> like, you so mean sweet. so much to her. You ha- you coming on the show, like, you know, is is this culmination of like a year and a half? Like when we met you. 
Yeah. We hadn't even started the show yet, and I'm like, I'm going to ask her to be on the show. And she's like, no, don't ask her to be on the show. I'm like, what's the worst that's going to happen? She's going to say no? <laughs> and, like, here we are. And, like, this, it, it means so much uh, um, to us because, you know, we, we grew up with you. And yeah. it means a lot to me because of how much it means to her. Like, how much, you know, this really, uh, it, it's making her day, her week, her month. Like, it. I love it. It's I, like it's it's kind of gets to come full circle, you know. And I and that's the joy of um, you know, like when I go to these. And thank you for saying that. I really, I'm that makes me so happy. I'm really humbled. <laughs> you know, I'm humbled to be able to do what I do. I am so in love with with the the roles of Jem and Jerica that I got to bring to life. You know, I really, um, I just think. It, it was a beautiful show. The writing was amazing. Christy Marks is so talented and all the other actors and the musicians and the writers and storyboard artists. It just was this incredible moment in time, um, a show with a lot of heart and a lot of attitude and a lot of color. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm so blessed to be a part of it and still be able to, uh, you know, light people up, like come talk to you guys and make you happy. That's, that's freaking cool. <laughs> Well, I mean, you you grow up hearing things like never meet your idols because you may be disappointed. You know, you kind of create this like fantasy of who you, you know, who you think that they are and stuff. And, you know, I mean, I I was heavily influenced by Jem. Like I kind of, you know, idolized her for, well, I I should say I still idolize her, you know, for everything that she, you know, that this character represents. And you obviously were a big part of that because you're Jem, like you brought her to life and you know Jem is the reason why my hair is pink you know so I grew I always I, I grew up wanting to be Jem you know when other kids yeah. would be like I want to be a police officer I want to be a nurse I'm like I want to be Jem from Jem and the holograms and and you know people would be like uh you know that's a cartoon character and it's like well it's 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 so much more than that and and to some yeah. people you know everything that she you know stands for everything that yeah. you know you just mentioned it's just it's so much more and you know having the opportunity to to meet you and you are just absolutely lovely um oh, you know thank you so it's just much. it, it kind of you know everything came full circle you know it almost be it made me love the character even more because after having the opportunity to meet you i went home and i have you know the entire series on on dvd and stuff all <laughs> the the special editions and all that stuff, stuff you know yeah. <laughs> and, and i went home and i just started re-watching it all over again you know it just kind of rekindled that that love and I think that's that's something that I mean that's it's all because of you you know you brought this character to life you made it so likable lovable you know and and relatable on so many levels while at the same time making it you know uh desirable and inspirational so I mean I you know Jem Jem was my childhood and you know it's something that I I mean the the Jem and the Holograms uh theme song has been my ringtone for years (laughs) I can attest to that that I want to do that too but you know thank you for it's just so wonderful to hear that the show reached you in such a real precious way and you know I hear that all the time and you know when I get to meet the fans in person at these different shows you know a lot of people burst into tears and it's like it's it's a deep connection to something that was so organic and sweet it's and fun and connects them 
back to a time in their life when, you know, we weren't having to get up and go to work and all the craziness of the world that you experience as an adult. And it holds such a a special place in people's hearts. And um, I am, I feel so happy. It's like I'm on a mission to keep carrying the torch, you know, because I know how much this show means to people and it means just as much to me. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to, be the the global ambassador for Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's crazy to think about it, but it's been over thirty years since we were first introduced to the character of Jem, and know. you know, uh, with the current you know craving for nostalgia and events like GemCon, you know, Jem Love shows no sign of slowing down. You know, Jem no. has inspired people everywhere to be their truly outrageous self. You know, and yeah. you know, um, my question to you is: when you brought this character to life, did you have any idea of the impact? that it would have on American pop culture. Oh my gosh, no clue whatsoever. None. I mean, it's funny because I've told this story a few times where I went to the audition and I thought it sucked. I mean, I'm really hard on myself, but I was just like, oh no, I don't don't think I got that, you know? And I wanted it because she was a singer and a rock star and that's what I, you know, I'd been singing my whole life and it just, I really identified with her. But the initial audition, and I've heard this from a lot of actors that they're like, oh my God, my audition I thought was horrible and then they booked it. It was just one of those serendipitous things, and um, no, I had no clue that it would it would turn into this pop culture phenomenon, um, you know, a property that's just so beloved, and just to see, like, oh my god, I've seen so many drag queens doing gem, and it's like, <laughs> it's it's incredible. It's such homage. Like, I got to meet a bunch of them last year at uh, RuPaul's Drag Con, and um, got to to give Willem a pair of Gemstar earrings because he was like, I really want to get those earrings. And I'm like, I have them at my table. <laughs> and I got to give them to him. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's fabulous. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's funny, you bring up the, the earrings um, when, when, again, you know, I keep bringing up the fact that we, that we uh, got to meet you. Ashley was wearing the earrings and you're like, Oh, oh, you're wearing the earrings. And you just reach over and you turned them right on because they have the, the flashing LEDs inside. I tried for five minutes looking at them and I couldn't get them to turn on. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, yeah, well, just click. Oh. But, but you, did, you didn't say Showtime Synergy. Yeah, exactly. I tried a couple of times. Because <laughs> she said that to me. She goes, you need to say. I'm like, all right, well, let me try it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why. Uh, no, see, I have the real one, so. Well, you know, yeah. That's where it gets a bit tricky. <laughs> so, did you have any influence over the creation of Gem? Like, did the cre- uh, did the creators take uh, any aspects of your personality and lend it to the character? Um, not specifically, as far as when Christy wrote Gem, um, but I do think that they heard something in my audition that uh, they felt a connection to and felt like I had the essence of what they were looking for. And, um, you know, I feel like I, I really relate to Jen. She's a good girl. She's, you know, I'm a good girl. I have a good mom. And, you know, I try to be a good person. And there's just a lot of gem in me. And I think the read that they encouraged me to do that Wally Burr was constantly encouraging all of us to do was to just sound very real. They were like, you need to sound like 
you're you're their friends so the kids feel like they can look up to you and you're real people and you're not cartoony although there was a lot of campy cartoony stuff going on Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you know we were really relatable and so I loved that I got to bring a lot of myself um to Jen you know so that was that was awesome because I was just a young woman starting my life you know Jem started me Jem availed me getting my very first apartment and moving out on my own for the first time and I was just becoming this young woman it was it was such an interesting awesome moment in time and I think it bled through you know yeah and it's it's funny you, you talk about like you know the, the campiness that you know was in the show but honestly like that type of thing was in all of the shows, you know, of that time, you know, He-Man, She-Ra, you know, the Ghostbusters show, you know, even, you know, the Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, with the exception of maybe the Looney Tunes, which was just, you know, craziness for the sake of craziness. But all <laughs> these other shows that they were, you know, marketing toys for, you know, like Transformers, which I know you are also familiar with. Um, yeah. All of these shows had that campiness to them. But that's kind of what made it so endearing because it's like, oh, these are real people with real problems. And even though they have, you know, these powers and these skills and these abilities, you know, those don't always translate into, you know, that's how the problem is solved. Usually the problem was solved by, you know, the, the normal person and not the alter yes. ego. It's so true, the humanness of it all. And I loved that Jem really delved into, they weren't afraid to delve into stuff like drug addiction and, mm-hmm. you know, run away. I remember um, Christy was talking one time about an episode they did about runaways. And then the, at the end of the show, they put a 1-800 number up, an authentic 1-800 number. Like if you're needing help and you need to talk to somebody, please call this number if you're a runaway. And they were just inundated with calls from people and, um, Christy Mark said that was the first time she was like, oh, my gosh, okay, the show's really reaching people, you know, in a real in a real way. So, I I mean, the show starts at a funeral, you know, with, with like, the death of a parent, and, and you've got the wild wackiness of the 80s and the, you know, all the craziness of the misfits and the fun stuff like that, but then there was some real serious stuff that they weren't afraid to, they weren't afraid to go there, and it gave us such a human, humanness, and it, really smart i think yeah it's it's almost like uh a lot of the themes that you saw in gem you would see in other uh for lack of a better term uh female fronted uh shows like punky brewster i thought borrowed heavily from the themes that gem came out with but it was more uh, for that demographic yeah and it was a live action thing so it was a little bit different but there was still you know that you know i'm i'm relatable i'm a real person you know, because that's how, yeah. you know, because if you're looking at a show and you're a kid, and it's like, oh, sure, you know, of course they can solve a problem. They can just turn into somebody else and have all these powers and, you know, everything goes away. I can't do that as a kid. But right. when it's the actual person, you know, when it's Jerrica and not Jem solving the problems. Um, yeah, exactly. That's, that's relatable. It is very relatable. And, the, the you know, the connection between the girls, you know, the 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 sisterhood among the holograms and even with the misfits, their sisterhood and, you know, just delving in the, the, uh, just problem solving together and trying to do the right thing. And then we had all the PSAs, which were so fabulous at the end, you know, trying to teach the little life lessons and doing the right thing makes you a superstar and all of that. That was, that was great. I wish they did more of that for kids today. I think they kind of, you know, they talk down to kids and kids are a lot smarter than they give them credit for. Oh, absolutely. And it yeah. wasn't over the top, like, beat you over the head, like the G.I. Joe stuff. 
Like this was <laughs> this was a little more subtle and yeah. you know a little nicer. Um, I do have to say one thing. I used to work at a, a retail store because you were talking about how the, like the impact that that Gem has. I worked for a phone company, and uh, a young lady came in, and her name was Jerica. And like the first thing, I'm like, mm. oh, I'm like, oh, so are you are you named after Gem? And she goes, what's that? I'm like, oh. wait a minute. Well, she was like this 17, 18 year old kid. So yeah. I'm like. I'm like, all right, so your parents have to be, I'm like, you have to go home and talk about, you know, at, and ask Where your parents why you're named after this. And then she ended up coming in because she was a regular customer. She came in a while later. She goes, you were right. Like, I had no idea. I never asked about where my name came from. I never thought oh of it. I'm goodness. like, I'm like, I knew exactly where your name came from and I had never seen you before. <laughs> That's so fun. And I've actually met a lot of Jerrica's along the way, a lot of people and Kimber's and, um, I met a little girl named Jem, like she was three, and it is just so fun. And now I'm meeting all these little kids and teenagers because the demographic has just exploded because of Netflix. It's been on Netflix for yes. like yes. three years, and the DVDs have been out forever. And so I'm meeting. I have people that come up to me that are like 15, and they love Jem, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is so fun. And it's funny. Like, like I'll, we we watched it recently, and I hadn't watched the show in a long time. And I'm like, oh, isn't this the one where this happens? And it was, you know, and <laughs> it's like, wow, I remember this from, you know, being a kid and watching this. I'm like, and that just shows the impact. Like, I hadn't seen it in years, but I remembered yeah. exactly what happened. And she's looking at me. She's like, you seriously remember what happened in the show? I'm like, yeah. yeah. It, like, that's when they get stuck on the raft and they have to, like, make their own oars and try and get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's it's you know one of these crazy adventures, and it's like because yeah. you you got emotionally invested in the characters, like you liked yeah. the characters. I think you liked them. Yeah, Jem was in all honesty, Jem was my second uh, TV crush. Um, <laughs> the first was was the girl from Voltron. Tell me that that's awesome. It was the, the girl from Voltron, and I had a koala bear, and I named the koala bear after the girl from Voltron, <laughs> and then. Uh, she kind of got cast aside after I started watching Gem, and I was like, yeah. "I was like, oh, look at this girl. She's got pink hair." And then I ended up marrying a girl with pink hair. So that's so funny. Yeah, because there was <laughs> there was all this there was kissing in the show, and like Jericho was in a relationship, yep. and the love triangle, and the whole yeah. So because they were all young young ladies, so that's so cute. I love I love hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was so fabulous. I mean, goodness, they all have like legs for days, and they're gorgeous and. <laughs> oh my star. goodness and definitely the most fashionable cartoons like ever oh yeah seriously that's why i think a lot of the drag community adores this show because i mean they're like the original drag queens they are just bigger than life you know the the pizzazz with her green hair and her crazy outfits and the holograms i mean what queen wouldn't just delve into that universe and be like oh my god i want to live in it <laughs> I, was, I, I, I will admit that it is a lot of fun uh, dressing up as gem like it really yeah. is trying to you know do the makeup and the hair and get the get the ensembles just right i mean i've, I've done yeah. it plenty of times for Halloween. you've done it very well too <laughs> thank you yeah. but uh but it's just it's so much it's so much fun you it's know such an iconic look it really is and then i mean there are lots of looks obviously like for gem she's got a million different looks but i mean people so many of the fans like you get the hardcore um cartoon fans that know every line from every they know everything about the show there is to know and then you get the ones that just 
absolutely love the dolls and the fashions and they customize the dolls and they make all these incredible fashions for them and they're they trade stuff and there's a whole community the doll community and it's it's just such a rich it's such a rich fan base it's so beautiful with so many and the cosplayers like you're saying like I, i've seen the most incredible um gem and the holograms cosplay like incredible like you made that you know people that are seamstresses and makeup artists and it's just watching the creativity kind of come back it's just it's so cool seeing people inspired by it now i know that you do a lot of conventions and i'm sure yeah. that fans give you gifts at these conventions what is they the greatest do. gift that a fan has given you Oh my gosh, I don't, I, you know, that always took me completely by surprise that, that fans would come up to me with like things that they'd made. And I, I, I could, honestly, I couldn't even choose. I know one year the fans got together and it was my birthday. I think it was 2013 or something like that. And they had done this all without me knowing. They had all got together a whole bunch of them, I think like 25 of them. And they bought me. Um, one of the new Integrity <gasps> classic gen dolls, and they were expensive. Ooh, oh, yes. And they all pitched in, all these fans pitched in, and then they wrote me this incredible letter telling me what, you know, what my work meant to them and what gem means to them and, and gifted me this doll. And I have to say, like, that was that was a pretty special moment. But there are so many, like, so many of these beautiful Oh, I got this box with like light up earrings and and hand handmade stuff and just it's incredible. The fans are so so kind. Yeah, that's it, it always um astonishes me how uh creative some people can get towards oh, yeah. certain things. Um I've seen so many kind of like DIY dolls on eBay of gem <laughs> that I'm just absolutely like blown away by everything. Oh, totally. Yeah, like the, not the bobbleheads, but the, what are those ones, the um, Funko, like people have customized their Funko dolls, and Funko needs to get on it, man. I I have been emailing, because we're actually uh, collectors of the Funko Pop little dudes, and I, (laughs) it's it's a slippery slope, it really is, Um, and I have been emailing the Funko guys, I'm like, you need to do, like, they've already done some, like, 80s nostalgia cartoons, I'm like, you need to get on Gem, you need to make Kimber, you need to make, make Asia, you need to make the rest of the holograms, you need to make the energy, pizzazz. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm like, the fans would go bananas. Oh, they, ab- they would absolutely lose absolutely. their minds. And yes. just think of all the variants that they could make as well. Because oh my gosh, they would Jem be customized. Had so many of- costumes. Yeah, I you saw know? one actually that was half Gem and half Jerrica, the person that customized it, and it was really? half, half and half. It was so, it was awesome. So clever. So, um, speaking of, of Jerrica and Jem, because technically they're they're the same person, but, well, unbeknownst to Rio for the majority right. of the show. Don't tell Rio. <laughs> Did you, um, like, approach voicing them as if you were uh, voicing two separate characters? Because they are kind of different. You know, I they mean... They are a little... I mean, they're, they're... Obviously, you can tell it's the same person, but I... Jem is just, she's bigger than life. She's in command. She's, you know, it's funny. I often, I relate to the two different characters. Um, I was just telling my mom this the other day that, you know, as an indie artist, I am Jerrica because I am, you know, I'm emailing everybody back. I'm following up with calls. I'm, you know, printing up eight by tens. I'm booking plane tickets. I'm, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing all this stuff as an indie artist. And then, and then I'm the performer that goes out 
and meets the fans, which is so what Jen does. So it's like, it's, it's the it's the same person, but it's two different personas. I think Jerick is a little more angst, and she's got a you know she's got a lot on her plate. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. Jem yeah. just kind of like sails in and is fabulous and looks gorgeous in her pink outfits, and and um, Jerick is a little more like angsty. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic way of describing like you know the the two sides of the coin there. Like I think that was. Uh... Yeah, because she's on the record label, <laughs> and you know I'm kind of I'm an indie artist, so I I you know have my records on my own, have my own publishing company and all of that. So I re- it's like you run your business, you know, and um and that, there's a lot to it. So she's the one that's a little more stressed out. <laughs> it's, al- it's almost like it, you know, to compare it to you know a contemporary, you know, somebody that uh, I am a, a, a big fan of. It's almost like the Bruce Wayne Batman personas. You know, yeah, you got Bruce bit, Wayne yeah. running the business yeah. and doing everything. Then you got Batman going out there. So, yeah, yeah. I think I just proved True. scientifically that Batman is Jem. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. In an alternate universe. <laughs> That's a fan fiction like a, right there. Something pink and sparkly on underneath. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey, you know, he, he, he's prepared for every situation. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> we'll leave it at that, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, before we start wrapping things up, I do want to talk about your most recent album, Hologram. I absolutely love it, and I listen to it constantly, and I kind of, when I listen to it, I kind of feel like it's uh, an album that Gem and the Holograms would have put out. You know, well, like so cool. like a yeah. like a grown up, you know, like Jem still kind of doing the fun poppy dance music, but with slightly, you know, more adults, you know, yeah. topics yeah, and adult. stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> it definitely brightened up my day today when I was listening to it. Just I was like, I'm gonna listen. Let's see what I what what's gonna go on. And I had like repeat offender on multiple times. I'm like, oh yeah, awesome. I was like, yeah, yeah you know, I'm jamming too, Jem. That song <laughs> is so fun. It's it's. It's morphed into it's been many different things, and Dave Polich, who produced the record, he just he's like, I got an idea, and I'm just going to go for it. And actually, I'm doing. I thought, oh my gosh, when I first heard the production of it, I I thought this is like car karaoke, like bang your head, drive like, you know, just be an idiot while you're driving kind of song. That's exactly <laughs> what I do, by the way. <laughs> so I thought I'm going to just see if the fans want to be in my video, and and you may have you may know about this, but I've uh, fans are already sending in their um, lip sync car karaoke and I'm going to have somebody in Los Angeles, a video director, he's going to edit it all together and so these fans have been sending in their their car karaoke videos and they're awesome like some of them are in costume and totally style and, and jamming out to my song so that's going to be the first video from the record it'll be a fan total fan total fan video that is amazing and i can tell you that you'll be getting one from ashley yes (laughs) you have till friday so if you can knock something out um i'll have to i don't know I need to get your. I, oh, I have Patrick's email. So yeah, I can I'll email it to you directly. Email with the details, and if you guys want to do something, that'd be so fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll, we'll come up with something cool. Um, I do. I do have to say, I can attest to them rocking out because the three of us actually work together, and I had to get Agent Nicole's att- attention a few times, and I'm like, Nicole, Nicole. Nicole and she was just like I, I figured she was just ignoring me like usual and I went I tapped her on the shoulder and she jumped like I was like stalking her in a horror movie and I was like what is she goes 
Sorry, I, 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 what do you want? <laughs> I go to talk to Ashes. I'm like, hey, I need to tell you. She goes, she goes, you need to go away. I'm listening to Jem. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, fine. We're having your jam time with Jem. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Cool. Like, don't. I'm, I was listening to Sugar Vice. And yeah. I absolutely love. I think that's my favorite song off of, of, of the album. I mean, it's so fun to hear everybody's favorites. It's cool. Yeah, it's just so much fun, and the fact that it references Hello Kitty um, yes. just makes me really happy. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a really fun song to write, and I don't even know where it came from. I was just like thinking, kind of Gwen Stefani vibe, you know, and yeah, and it just all came through. And I'm, I love it. I think it's so much fun. So I'm hoping to get, I'm getting some dance remixes going. Um, we haven't done uh, Sugar Vice yet, but we're we're doing Boy Toys as a dance remix. We've got, um, oh gosh, Ecstasy's been done. We're working on holograms. So yeah, I'm hoping to get some, some dance stuff coming out. Um, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so that'll be the next thing. Yes. And I have my pink vinyl of hologram, which is so much fun. Oh. I bet yeah, it's amazing. It is. It's candy apple pink. I mean, candy, cotton candy pink. It's awesome. So if fans want to get it, I have them in my store, on my online store. But yeah, yeah I will be, <laughs> I, I will be, I have the, um, like the MP3 download of it, but I will definitely be, uh, I'll be hitting that up soon. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just got a record player. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had to do pink. And when I saw they had pink vinyl, I'm like, oh my right? God. Pink. I got, oh, done. Because the, the album's hologram, and honestly, the title came from, you know, I just feel like the the fans have just been so wonderful wonderful over the years to me, and I'm, you know, hugely grateful, and I just wanted to, it, it was an, it's an homage to you guys, and, you know, just wanted it to be fun, and I thought hologram is an awesome name, so I'm glad you like it, that makes me happy. Yeah, it's just, uh, the songs are so brilliantly catchy. Like and everything's just so it's light, but the lyrics are amazing, and yeah. it's just Thank so you. much fun. It's so well done. Like I said, I cannot stop listening to it. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, and, and like I said, it honestly like I I listen to it and I'm like I I this sounds like a gem record. Like if Gem were to put out <laughs> an album, this would this would be it. This is grown up Gem. So <laughs> I think that's why I love it so much. Is it just it that's sounds awesome. like it just something that you know bringing that whole nostalgia back you know um so i think uh does anybody else have any more questions well one of my one of my questions i you know because i have to ask um when you were doing the the show and you know you were seeing you know uh because you said you know there weren't really conventions and and social media and stuff at the time you know were you ever approached by fans you know you know, out and about in your daily life, you know, like, hey, aren't you, you know, aren't you the gem girl? Us voice actors, that didn't happen back then, but I did get a lot of fan mail that went to my agent. So I was always getting letters and and things from fans, which was awesome, but um, nobody recognized me, obviously, because I'm a voice artist. In fact, the one time I bought, um, I bought myself a gem doll, I was with my mom, and she's like, you got to get yourself a doll, you know, like, you'll regret it if you don't. And uh, so I went to Toys R Us with my mom, got myself a glitter and gold doll, and there was a little girl trying to decide what doll she wanted, and my mom, (laughs) she's so proud mom, she's like, "This, this is gem. 
And the mom looked at my mom like, oh, right, whatever, you know, that's just bizarre, and didn't believe me, you know, didn't believe my mom. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they went on their way, and I went on my way. But yeah, it's funny that the one time I could have actually met a fan, um, she didn't believe me that I was Jen. <laughs> See, and if only there was a time when you could have just been like, oh, yeah, well, watch me Google well, this. Showtime energy, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, like that, you know, so my question is, you know, what what type of stuff, like, you know, we've been gushing about, like, how much you've meant to us, like, if you had the chance, you know, when you were younger and you could have met some of the people from the shows or the music that inspired you, who would it have been? Oh, my gosh. I, I remember writing a letter to Shirley Bassey when I was seven years old because she, she kind of taught me how to belt you know, she has just this gorgeous chest voice. If you guys don't, if you can't, if she's not familiar, she sings Goldfinger. She's just this, she's a mm. diva. She's amazing. And um, I wanted to meet her really bad. She was one of my idols. And I would have loved to have met Streisand and everybody. But cartoon-wise, I got to meet the voice of Scooby-Doo, uh, Scooby-Doo when I was doing jam. <laughs> he came in for a session and Wally Burr was like, Sam, you want to meet the voice of Scooby-Doo? And I grew up with Scooby, so and he did the voice for me, and I just I died. It w- that was a moment that was pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah, that 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 would be cool. Like that would be yeah. <laughs> especially and he a picture for me too. I still have it. And it's it's, I think some of these these um, experiences can kind of be watered down now with, you know, how many conventions there are and how many times people are like, hey, you know, I I met this guy and I I. I uh, you know, got to uh, get autographs from this person. It's so nice because a lot of a lot of time, folks are just like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm doing this. Like, who cares?" Like, I've met a few people at conventions, and it's like, "Yeah, I have no, too," and that's... I don't understand that. That's it's like, why go? Why go if you're going to be a jerk to your fans? It just makes no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I at didn't all. get it. And I'm like, no, wow, and know. that's. It's like what you were saying earlier about, you know, you're going to meet your childhood hero and then having them treat you badly or just be not very nice. That would be so upsetting. I can't imagine doing that. It's just, yeah, there's some strange people out there for sure. But not can, all of them. Most of them are great. But I can say, you know, for every every one bad experience I've had, I've had 50 amazing experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've met the coolest people. What I had a fangirl moment myself at one show. I know you guys are wrapping it up, but um, Barry Boswick walked past my table. <laughs> and I'm a huge Rocky Horror fan. Oh and, my yeah, God, we are too. My, yeah, we are. My entourage <laughs> saw my face and they were like, you want me to get him? Should we go get him? And I'm like, go get him. So they ran after him and they, he came back and he did a little video clip with me and he said, damn it, Jen, I love you. And it's on my YouTube page and I was like, totally fangirled like it was Brad you know See, like, I mean, that's amazing that is so <laughs> it's, so cool. it's great to know that like you know even somebody that everybody has someone that like it's like oh man I wish I could meet this person and yeah you know again yeah I, I know I keep bringing it up but it was you know obviously very impactful when we got to meet you it was just like this organic thing like yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, you came up to us and you were you were interacting with all the different fans. You were talking to this person and, and that person, and you know singing with this person, and you were just having a blast. Like <laughs> you can tell that you really enjoy the fan interaction. Like as I much as you. as people like you know love coming up to you and meeting you and chatting with you. You know you you get the same thrill that we do, and 
Yeah. It's it's so I, great. Seriously, I feel like I have the love job. It's like I get to, <laughs> I feel like I get to receive all this love and support and wonderfulness from the fans, and then I just get to give it right back, and it's just this love exchange, and it's so awesome. It's like I have the best job. It, I really it, do. It, it's it's amazing it really is well and yeah and the fact that you you know you are so personable and just so lovely and so positive you have this beautiful aura about you um i think that's what makes the fans love you even more you know like they love you because of of you know who you are and what you've accomplished as far as like you know your your music and and acting and television and stuff goes but you know the fact that you were just so genuine and nice and someone that you know the fans can actually approach and talk to that that makes them love you even more you know awesome that's that makes me feel good yeah because it's it's my that's my intention i want i want to not just just meet you guys but i want to i want to give you the experience that you want you know i want i want it to be a wonderful experience something that you will remember and um you know that I get your childhood coming full circle, and that's important to me. And and um, it's kind of my intention when I go to shows, and and it's just I have the best time. It's it's one of the it's one of my favorite things to do. So feel very grateful. I'm lucky. <laughs> I uh, I recently found out uh, with you know, part of our email exchange that uh, you had a, a small role in Hook. Yes, yes, and I did. I, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the Internet Movie Database, mm-hmm. and I think somebody needs to get on that. And because you're not listed on the hook page, I, know. I you know what's crazy? I wasn't credited in the film, and it's the only thing besides the Gem movie that I get royalty checks from anymore from like from so long ago. In fact, I got like six dollars the other day, and I'm like, I bet it's from Hook, and it was, and it's so funny. <laughs> prove that I'm still getting royalties from it but I'm not listed on anything but they do that with voiceovers it's really strange sometimes you're uncredited I I did I think I played a, some role on Transformers that was uncredited but fans have figured it out over the years and it's just strange how they do that I don't know why I, I was I was talking to Ashes about this earlier today when I found out about it. I'm like I'm like listen. I'm like somebody needs to 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 get uh, Detective Phil Collins on the case. On and, the case. Uh, talk so to Steven Spielberg. Fans, right for all the fans that are curious, Steven Spielberg thought that I had a very authentic British accent. Big surprise because I was born and raised in England, so I got to be the voice of Peter Pan's mother. Um, when Peter Pan's remembering, when Robin Williams is remembering that he's Peter Pan, he's in the cave and he's saying, I remember my mother. And then I say, you know, oh, of course, very fine schools indeed, you know. So that was my scene and THX sound and <laughs> <laughs> in the product, I mean, to, to be there on the screen with Robin Williams, who was just so amazing, and Julia Roberts. It's strange, too, because Britta Phillips who did the singing for Jem, she worked with Julia Roberts in that movie Satisfaction, and I worked with Julia Roberts in Hook, and, you know, it's just funny, like, the six degrees of separation. You know, it's very weird. I'm sure there's a lot more of that, but I'll have to delve into it. Six degrees of Jem. Now, did you, you, were you on set for this? Did you record stuff? Like, how did you actually do it? I went in, and it was a looping session, so I was there... um, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember her name. Dana Hill. She did a lot of voiceovers, and she was the second girl in uh, 
European vacation when they replaced Audrey, Aud- Audrey yep. and it was another girl. It was Dana Hill. And she used to do a lot of voiceovers. So I remember going to the lot and going on a soundstage and watching her work because my session was after hers. And she was doing all of Peter Pan when you see the shadow on the wall. And she's doing all of, you call it body English. So you're, you know, all the sounds like, ah, you know, when she, he's like running around and she was doing all of that um, in that scene with Gwyneth Paltrow and in the shadow of Peter Pan on the wall. That's and then I did. Yeah, it was very cool. And so you, I saw it to film, and I had to do my dialogue, you know, in time. You know, there was a time stamp and everything to, to say it in a certain time frame. And, yeah, it was an incredible experience. And I got to go to um, one of the premieres, which was for all the tech, like the uh, – all the all the crew that had worked on it so it was incredible like the gaffers and the because it was such an incredible production you know all the people that had had worked on the film and um yeah it was pretty special now we uh we have a friend who's uh, a very talented uh voice actor uh you know he was on a a podcast himself and he he does it really well like do you have any advice for someone who's looking to get into, you know, voice acting? Like, well, what, what, uh, what advice or what, uh, what procedure would they follow to maybe pursue that as a as a, a career or you know even a, a side endeavor? Right. I mean, I would, I would say if you're super super serious about getting into like animation, you probably need to be in either New York or Los Angeles because that's those are really the hubs for it. Um, but if you're totally new starting out, um, take classes and just learn your craft um, get, because so much of voiceover, I get a lot of people asking me saying, you know, I can do all these different voices and they're very talented being able to do emulate, you know, different types of characters and voices which is amazing and great but so much of voiceover is taking direction and listening and being able to interpret copy and you know sell a spot i used to do a lot of commercials so it's like you're selling a spot in 30 seconds you know when the director is suddenly saying okay that was great but can you speed it up a little bit and can you you're getting an s sound on this syllable so can you drop that and i need you to shorten this word a little bit and don't take a breath there and blah 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 okay go you know so it's a lot of like listening and paying attention and taking direction and that's that's a huge part of of the work that we do and i hope that we make it look easy and it is it's so fun like it's it's such a lot of fun especially recording ensemble like we did with jem you know all together but um yeah it's a medium that i absolutely love and but i would say just just really work hard and learn your craft and you know and then you can there are like there's voices one two three that you could start to you know, put your reel out there and, and see if you can get smaller work, non-union type of stuff and, and just grow it. But luckily people have YouTube now and you can like Google anything. There's so many tutorials on how to break into voiceovers. We had none of that back then. So, I mean, it's just, it's rich with, you know, if you really want to do this, then do your homework and get in there and like really learn what it takes and, and, um, and then just don't give up. If you're talented, you'll, You'll make a mark somehow, and yeah. So I do. I, I do have a couple more questions regarding, like you know, the animation and everything, how how it's done. Now, would you uh, would they animate it first and then have you act in time, or would they have you record and then animate <laughs> around that? 
they would give us um, the script was written, and then along with that, we got a storyboard. So it was the basic uh, drawings of what was going on in each scene had been mapped out, and you know, so that we as actors could go, oh, okay, so when I'm saying this line, I'm actually running away from Eric, or I'm slapping him across the face, or you know, <laughs> so you, you can see what's going on in a scene, um, and then you'll deliver your lines, you know, accordingly, and then they would take our voices and then i think the music was done after that i could be wrong um i think the music was done second because they were like okay in this scene you know this is going on i'm not sure about that i i i could be wrong but and then the animation would be done afterwards you know when we were all everything was recorded and yeah and would were you uh would you say you were more comfortable um and again i don't, i'm not sure how this all works this is why i'm i'm have yeah. you get this opportunity oh, no, to ask you these questions? Yeah. Um, was it, you know, would everyone be in the same room all recording to kind of really get that authentic feel? Did you record separately? Like, what was what was the, the, uh, the deal with that? The setup, we were so blessed to be able to record ensemble. And, you know, so much of it today is, like, literally phoned in, like, literally, like, phone patches, where nobody's, people are not even in the same country half the time, you know, but it's technology has just made it possible to do that but it was an incredible experience because when I was in a room with all the other actors you know I have like pizzazz screaming at me from like three three feet away from me like flailing her arms and you know it gives an energy it creates it creates a dynamic in the room where you actually really get to react to each other and it was just it was so fabulous but at most oh go ahead no I was sorry I was I didn't mean to cut you off Uh, no 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 how much like uh, improvisation did you get to do? Because if they haven't animated it yet, you know, you, maybe you deviate from the script slightly. Um, you know, how much of that was involved? Because I know with with you know certain things, like I'm a, I'm a big fan of voice acting, whether yeah. it's you know animated TV shows like you know Peter Cullen and Nolan North and 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 Frank Welker and uh, <laughs> uh, Billy West. You know, yeah, guys like, like that. Yeah, I've done quite a few shows with Billy. He's such a sweetheart. I, I love these guys because yeah. they're so talented. And, like, if you have a sharp ear after yeah. a while, like, you know, on The Simpsons, I know when Hank Azaria is doing a voice. I know when Harry Shearer is doing a voice. I yeah. know when Dan Castellaneta is doing a voice. It's not that their voices all sound the same. It's just I've been it's listening to them for 30 yeah. years, so yeah, I, exactly. I know you them. Know. It's- familiar yeah that's actually what changed a lot of the business they started to hire stars because their voices were familiar and they didn't necessarily know they were listening to julia roberts doing mastercard but something connected mm-hmm. you know and they started paying them the big bucks to do that but um i'm sorry we got off topic with your with improvisation your how much how much yeah not a whole lot i do remember i mean we had only like four hours to do an entire show. So it was very, otherwise you get into overtime and stuff like that. Um, so we didn't have a lot of room to, uh, to improv, but there were wild lines. I remember doing that. You do a lot of wild lines, which are, you do three different takes of three different reads. So, you know, something like, um, you know, synergy, I don't know what to do. Or it'd be like synergy. I don't know what to do. Or, you know, synergy, I don't know what to do. So you do like three different takes on it, and then they maybe would decide which one they want. That was probably more commercial stuff, but I do remember doing that in Jam. 
And then we'd have our, our Walla scenes, which is crowd Walla, where all the scenes where you hear the reporters going like, Jam, Jam, Aja, Aja, that's all us. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> like, you hear like weird, just crowd noise in the background, but you can't decipher what people are saying. We were, that's us, but we weren't allowed to say words. So we would just have to kind of be like, and Wally was like a conductor with his arms. So we'd start at one level and he'd be conducting us and we'd be like, and then he'd sort of make us want to, you know, the volume to go up. And so we'd be like, so the whole group of people making no sense at all, but it was like background and we used to call it crowd walla. Um, yeah, that, that makes that that actually yeah. makes a lot of sense because if you're at a you know you're at a concert you're in a stadium like you hear everybody talking you're not hearing individual conversations you're just exactly. hearing you know the the muted trumpet you know adults from Charlie Brown like that's what you're hearing <laughs> that's yeah. exactly it that's exactly it and it's it's very funny and we used to get in trouble all the time for laughing because especially with Patricia and Charlie Adler you know I mean they're just. It was so funny. And I was like the youngest person in the room. And and they were always, every time Patricia would make a mistake, she would just cuss like a sailor. (laughs) And and I'm such a good girl. And I would just be shocked, you know, but like loving every second of it. And it was was so good. Like that was, that was actually going to be a follow up question. Like, did you ever, you know, you know, go to, you know, record this, this, you know, dialogue as Jerrica and then like mess something up and just be like, you know, just let loose this string of profanities that are only appropriate in Sicilian death curses. (laughs) No, that was everybody else except me. Maybe now that would be different. I I do have my favorite cuss words for sure. (laughs) Well, if you want to lay a few on us, you know. (laughs) No, maybe (laughs) not when that, not when we're recording. No, 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 we're recording. Yeah, just, um, oh my gosh, they they were really funny. I mean, everybody, it was just, it was incredible to get to work with everybody because they were all like, I mean, Sue Blue, you know, oh my gosh, she's gone on to like direct tons of Transformers episodes and had an incredible career. I think she's writing a book and, or she's written a book. Um, yeah, just to be in the room with those guys because I, I had obviously been in the business since I was seven, you know, I'd been professionally in the business a really long time but this was my first animated voiceover gig and I was just soaking it up like a sponge and just to be given the opportunity to carry the lead in a in a huge animated show like that and cut my teeth um it was just fabulous and I love that Wally you know they all took a chance on me and and um and here I am talking to you lovely people. <laughs> and we're so grateful. <laughs> um, so I, I do have a couple more questions. One being, you have such a wonderful singing voice. How come, the, how, how come they had somebody else do the singing voice for Jem? Well, it was actually um, all, this, all the music um, was recorded and already cast in New York when I got the call to audition for the speaking roles of um, Jem and Jerrica. So it was already cast and they were matching our speaking voices to the singing voices. And there were a lot of us that sang. And, and it's funny, I still have my audition sides from Jem. When I went in and auditioned, I kept them. You're not supposed to, but I did. <laughs> Just took them, and um, and I have on there. Must talk to Arlene. Uh, my agent was Arlene Thornton and, and Associates at the time. Or I think it was Arlene. Yeah, and 
must talk to Arlene about doing the singing voice for Jem because I was just like, I have to do the singing voice because I sing, you know. And then I, there was initial disappointment, of course, that somebody in New York was doing it. And I was like, what? what? But, you know, when I first saw the show on television, when I sat down and watched it, like all of America was watching it, and I heard the music and saw the animation and saw it as a, a real product finished show i just every time i hear britta sing truly outrageous i mean i get chills still you know it's it, everybody got to do what they love and everybody was supremely talented and you know it's just awesome is there ever been a role that you turned down that maybe you regretted uh turning down or is there something that you're like man i'm glad i avoided that dumpster fire you know something <laughs> like that Actually, you know what? I was asked to do um, a bunch of audio books for Scientology. (laughs) This was like 10 years ago. And, you know, I I felt so bad because I, I I went to read for it. And all of these girls in Scientology uniforms came to greet me at this weird lockdown facility. It was like weird but they were all huge gen fans and they were like the sweetest people and they were like so happy that i was there and i got the copy and i started to read through it and i just i i literally it was the most bizarre text (laughs) i'd ever read and i i couldn't i couldn't come up with anything like i couldn't i couldn't get into it i didn't understand it i did i got and then it was it there were lines in it that were very homophobic and i was just like you know what i love my gay fans and you know i love the gay community there's no way there's no way i can't do this and so i respectfully i think i did like one of the worst auditions i've ever done because i couldn't wrap my brain around this bizarre bizarre text and uh i i gracefully declined <laughs> to be involved yeah you never, d- heard from them, never heard from them again it was like you definitely horrible. dodged a bullet with that one <laughs> i am so glad i asked that question <laughs> i've been watching like the whole leah remini thing and i was like good lord yes oh my, oh my goodness i just listened so to her um i'm a huge fan of of rupaul's drag race and i listened to what's the tea the podcast with rupaul and michelle visage and um i'm listening to some older uh uh episodes and Leah Remini was is on a couple of them and she's talking about Scientology and how you know she left the church and all of the craziness that that goes on so oh my goodness I'm very (laughs) yeah it's just it's in my opinion it is it's a cult and it they break up families and it's disturbing so yeah but these girls were so lovely and they were like genuine gem fans so I had this I was so torn you know I didn't want to I didn't want to I wanted to be able to honor it there. They're wanting me to do this, but yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> so I know we, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about, you know, your, your past work and nostalgia and stuff. And I'm so grateful for that. But what's in the future for Samantha Newark? Anything to promote what's coming up? Oh my gosh. Well, I just, I just released my album, pretty much just released my album. And, uh, Obviously, I'm a one-woman show right now. I'm an indie artist, so I do so much of it myself. But I've got a few shows coming up. I'm, I'm actually going to Massachusetts the end of the month for, um, it's the very first, you know, there are all these comic cons. Well, this is Music Con, mm-hmm. and it's a whole 80s theme. And they literally, like, they have Samantha Fox, 
So there'll be two, oh my God. two Samanthas from England. I've got to get my picture with her because she's Samantha <laughs> from England. And, and back in the day, she had pink hair. And I really want to ask her, like, did, did you do that because of Jem? You know? Um, yes, there are going to be a lot of 80s stars there. And uh, I get to do that next month, which will be really fun. And then I've got, um, I'm doing Palm Springs Comic Con in August. And uh, I've got, it's on my, if anybody wants to check my tour schedule, it's samanthanewart.com. And I've got my shows listed on there. Um, they can check it out. But yeah, I've got some fun ideas for next year, but I'm not really at liberty to say. So I'm, I'm kind of keeping it under the belt. But uh, dance remixes are in the works. And um, yeah, I'm just wanting to reach out to as many fans to let them know, like, I'm here. <laughs> you can say <laughs> hi. You know? It's like they may like love the show and it doesn't occur to them like they can meet me. You know, so many times I've had fans um, email me afterwards or find me afterwards going, you were in Rhode Island. I didn't even know you were there. And so I'm trying to like really be diligent to let fans know when I'm in their city so they can come say hi, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, this has been so much fun. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on our little show. We appreciate it so much. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was lovely to be invited. You guys rock. Oh, thank you so much. You're truly outrageous. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, it was, it really was, it was, it was awesome talking to you like, you know, because I've had so many questions. You know, you know, growing up, I had no idea about half of this stuff. I still don't know about all of it. But you know, you've you've shed a lot of light into, you know, kind of pulled the curtain back, so to speak. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's such a fun industry. I I love it. I absolutely love it. I would say my five year old me is just so incredibly excited <laughs> that I've had the opportunity to discuss Gem and the Holograms with Gem herself. So Yay! thank you so much. <laughs> that makes me happy. It's my pleasure. You guys are awesome. <laughs> thank you. So, and we will definitely, uh, you know, when this airs, uh, we are definitely going to, you know, post a lot of you know your your uh, your your album links your, your the link to your, your we try to uh 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 let's endorse and support promote. and promote that's the word yes. i was looking for <laughs> <laughs> promote as much as possible when our guests have something that you know that they're working on so i appreciate that yeah let just let fans know how they can find me and get hot pink vinyl if they want <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm so there it's so cool i'm so excited about <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much. What a beautiful um, time with you. I really appreciate it. And you're welcome back anytime you want to come back on. If you have a character you want to talk about, because that's what we do. We talk about characters. So if you ever like, hey, you know what? I really want to talk about, you know, shoot me an email and we will make it happen. Done deal. I love that. Awesome. I love it. You now are officially in my Rolodex and we will keep this relationship going because you guys are awesome. Awesome. Thank Thank you you so much. much. Thanks, you guys. Have a beautiful night. You too. too. Show's over, Synergy.
back. Thanks for sticking around, guys. Oh my god, you guys. Are you okay? Oh my god, you guys. I, I just I just had conversations with Jem and she's amazing. Samantha Newark is just so much fun. Such a nice person. Yeah. Plus, like we she's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. If you ever have the opportunity to to see her in person, she's just stunning. Um, so nice, so incredibly nice. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm fangirling out a little bit right now. I think I did a pretty good job keeping it together, but um, I'm great. just, I'm just, oh my goodness, she's so nice. I've she's heard a lot of so wonderful things. I haven't, I've, you know, I've worked in the con, con business and done a lot of cons, and I've heard like she's one of the nicest people, like in the top ten of people that I've hear who's really nice she's like uh, probably in the top five yeah I've heard a lot of wonderful things and you know thank you so much for coming on to the show Samantha it was really wonderful to hear you and and your music is wonderful as well so I know it was just so awesome to have the opportunity to pick her brain and and you know have her answer our questions and just kind of you know shoot the shit about gem and and some other you know great nostalgia and stuff like it's like just it's like talking ghostbusters with bill murray or or you know yeah talking about the new kids on the block with mark Wahlberg. you know it's (laughs) (laughs) yeah i see what you did there okay so um, we're going to do our typical wrap-up sesh. So we have a new battle to throw down. We do. Are, are we ready? Yeah. Agent Nicole? Are wait, we, wait, wait. I'll, I'll count down. Ready? Three, two, one. It's a motherfucking throwdown. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we have the battle of the girl bands. We have Jem and the Holograms versus Josie and the Pussycats. I think we already know who my vote is for, um, but definitely hit us up on the Facebook page. Let us know who you think would win in a battle of the bands and why. Um, so with that said, I think it's time. Time to get into the rest of the closing stuff. Do you got a science fact? I do have a science fact, and it's is it about sharks? It's not about sharks. I just did a shark one recently, wow. so I have to do something different. Uh, so I have to do a, a different fact. And uh, what was um those those this was it street sharks? Street yeah, sharks? street sharks. We should see if we can get one of the street shark people to come on. The I've show. been trying. I'm still trying to get Ray Park. <laughs> He's gonna be in Foxwoods in June. Oh, I should oh, ask Samantha. I'm like Samantha, get can you can you get me Ray's number? He's gonna be at Foxwoods in June. I don't want to pay. So pay so. <sighs> okay. Oh. So uh, Wolfie, my music, please. From the blackness of space, timeless from the void, you terrified to learn of Patsy's science facts. (laughs) All right, so this week I'm talking about a a psychological term called pareidolia. It is a, a... It's not like a negative thing, and it's something that everybody does. You know, when you, uh... When you look at something and you see a pattern that isn't there, like, uh... 
They're like, oh, that cloud looks like uh, a moose, or, you know, that house kind of looks like it has a smiley face on it. You know, like uh, when you have a couple of, you know, you go by a house and there's two windows and then the door, or like there's a, like a, an eve, or, you know, you, you look at it and it kind of looks like a face. Uh, a lot of folks uh, tie this to a conspiracy theory with the uh, Great Stone Face of Mars, which I believe is in the Cydonia region. I may be off on that. Uh, but the Great Stone Face of Mars, because they were saying, oh, it's just a trick of the light and people seeing a face when there is no face. And there were other uh, pictures that were taken after the uh, you know, the, the Viking probe went by. And you know, it doesn't look like a face from the angle that they're taking it from. It's like, oh, see, it's not really a face. But uh, they think that NASA kind of like bombed it to make it not look like a face anymore to hide the evidence of extraterrestrial life but that's neither here nor there the fact is that pareidolia is a real thing and it happens all the time it's like you know like what i said you know you look at a uh a uh like uh you look at a wall socket and kind of looks like a face you know it's got the two eyes and then the, the third plug in the bottom is the mouth so you've got that or you know just that type of thing so that's uh that's my science fact, pareidolia. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. I like for science. sharing. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think next we are going to talk about wine because I like to talk about wine. I like and to drink, drink it. it. I would say I like to drink it even more, but I do like to talk about it. Yes. day i walked into the liquor store and i was immediately drawn to this bottle of wine that i've never seen before it had the phases of the moon on it and being a witchy woman i was very 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 intrigued and drawn to it i saw that it was a red blend so i picked it up and the um worker uh guy who works there who i don't know his name and he doesn't know my name but we know each other because i frequent the wine section a lot uh he was like hey i recently tried that and i recommend it it's very good i call him brent in my mind he (laughs) kind of looks like a brent he actually does kind of look like a brent um so anyways brent decided that uh this wine, he, he tried this wine and it's very good. And he said that he highly recommended it. And after brief debate, I decided that I was going to try it too. It is called Seven Moons Red Blend. It is vinted and bottled out of California. Uh, oh, bug, bug. There's a bug. There's a bug. <laughs> Kill the bug. It's not in the wine, folks. Bug. It's just, it's no. walking around. Sorry. I think it's one of... Uh, I saved. I saved the day. One of oh, Monster no, no, Zero's no, no. crabs. Bug. 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 It ain't Alaskan King, but it's pretty big. <laughs> so anyways, uh, the Seven Moons Red Blend celebrates the phases of the moon by combining seven grape varietals into a smooth, fruity, easy-to-drink wine. Uncork a bottle, pour a glass, and find connection in the moonlight. And it does. It 
combines seven different grape types. So it's a combination of Syrah, Merlot, Petite Syrah, Zinfandel, Cabernet Sauvignon, Malbec, and Grenache. And oh my goodness, it is delicious. Like you can actually taste and point out each type of wine that is involved in this red blend. It is absolutely delicious. I highly recommend it. It was about 10 bucks for the bottle, so relatively cheap. Um, very smooth, goes down easy. I, um, I paired it with smart food popcorn, so my <laughs> guess is you could probably pair so it with a bunch of different things. So there's seven different wines in one bottle, correct? Yes. Seven so different grapes. So basically, you can just have a wine a day for the whole week. A wine a day keeps the doctor away. I yeah. couldn't taste any of the moon. You could <laughs> it was it was bottled on the moon. It was made on the moon. So you got to eat the bottle. The the aliens the um, that they're trying to the hide. revolting onion men that uh, the the whalers on the moon. The whalers on the moon. They carry a harpoon, <laughs> but there ain't no whales, so they tell tell tales and sing their whaling tune. Yeah. So the whalers on the moon bottle this. Yes. So and take your complaints with, ooh, with or without the gophers. Did they have help from the gophers, the moon gophers? Uh, the gophers help in the corking process. Okay. If you have any complaints, direct all, all of them to the Monsanto Corporation. So anyways, with, with that said, I think it's time for some uh, Agent Nicole files. Yeah. That was my bad. <laughs> I was just going to start. I was like, I was typing something. It's all right. Nicole, Agent Nicole. There we go. We It's not even the music. I was trying. I'm too tired. Nicole, Agent Nicole. Yeah, I was doing it right. Yeah, you do that as well as you imitate And here's another Nicole Files. Um, so I've been watching a lot of new television, and Hulu's got a new series. It's a mini series of uh, The Handmaid's Tale, which is based on the 1985's dysphoria drama fiction written by Margaret Atwood, featuring Madman's Elizabeth Moss, Shakespeare and Love's Joseph Fiennes, Chuck's Yvonne Charvatsky, Gilmore Girls' uh, Alexis Beale, and um, Orange is the New Bat, uh, Black, uh, Shamir Wiley. And it is a fantastic um, series so far. Three episodes have been put up since April 26th. You gotta watch it. It, is, it definitely speaks to the times that we are dealing with right now. And it's hardcore feminist, and it's wonderful. And if you get a chance to and you need something to binge watch, I recommend this television show. That makes me so happy to hear because it's definitely, it's on my radar. I haven't had a chance to watch an episode yeah. yet, but I really want to check it out. I've heard so many good things it about is, it. It is wonderful. The acting, especially Elizabeth Moss, who, um, if you're familiar with Mad Men, she plays Peggy Olsen. And Peggy I Carter. love Mad Peggy Carter. Do as Peggy says. No, d- different, Stop. different guy. Different guy. Um, yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. Awesome. And I hope that they get some awards for this show. It's wonderful. I'm a huge fan of Yvonne Shabatsky. I know I'm butching her name, but like she's from Chuck, and that's a wonderful television show. The cast is wonderful, and you kind of go through this journey of what the hell is going on, and 
And I'm like watching and I'm like, oh my god, it's like I'm feeling like I'm in this complete same setting. Like you're in a world where basically women's rights are just, you know, out the fucking window and like it just yeah. it, it's just and like these women are treated just like oh um, if you're not familiar with this um, this book uh, it's basically Elizabeth Moss character her family is split up she loses her husband her daughter is taken away in this dysphoria fiction where basically they know that she's fertile and so these families basically get these maids and they basically are basically carrying they have to carry children if they can because the birth rate in um, in their quote-unquote america is really down because of you mean trump's america yeah trump's america <laughs> it's pretty much uh what it is yeah basically it's trump's america in fictional writing and it's it's such a really good show and it's the more i watch it i'm just like i'm angry of like where we are in today's society but it's like we have these powerful people, powerful women to just really be the voice and it's of America of voices, the voice of those who can't speak up. And it's just, it's wonderful. And it gives me such pride as to being a female and being around other females who are just like, fuck you. Like my body, you can't touch this body. It's my hot body. I do what I want. <laughs> Basically. And it, the show is something that we need to get through this fucking hell. So I recommend it. You'll enjoy it. And then you just want to drink wine. So definitely get some moon wine (laughs) right after. Yeah. There's a a shirt I saw the other day. It's worded a little incorrectly, but you know, it says censorship of science or scientists is why Krypton exploded. It's like, no, Krypton was going to explode one way or the other. Censorship of science is why the Kryptonian society uh, is only living on through Kal-El and the other various dogs and clones and cats and rats and elephants. All right, well. But the point remains valid. Bloody fucking da. Yeah. You know so yeah, so I mean, like we we occasionally get political on the show. And <laughs> I'm I, sorry, I, I don't mean to. No, 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 that's okay. I was just gonna throw um, uh, before Patrick cut in. I was just kind of kind of throw in like a, a, a resist. Oh you know, yeah, resist. Keep yeah. Oberman. <laughs> I'm like um, watching this show, and I'm just like, come on, just fucking cut his balls off or something, or just does. just do it, just. Oh, she's so, she she's so angry. Trying to she's drop dislodging her microphone. And that shit was yeah. glued in there. She just ripped it right out. Yeah, now you turned off your mic. Did I really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Hold on. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so angry. I don't want anyone to hear on what I'm saying. On that I'm sorry. note, uh, we are going to wrap up. We do have some really awesome episodes coming up oh, in the next couple of weeks. Oh, I can tell weeks. what's going to happen next week. I'm you excited. can tell. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. next week, we do have a special guest, which I won't announce, but um, we are paying tribute to a show that's coming back after 27 years. It is Twin Peaks, and we're going to talk about Agent Dale Cooper. Did so, you happen to see that Funko? I don't know if they yes. have released, but they are releasing. Yes, uh, I've seen. Crimson, not Crimson Peak. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Twin Peaks, yeah. uh, Funko Pop. 
dudes. Yes, I've seen them. I really do want to get one. I want to get one of Audrey, and I want to get one of Dale Cooper so bad. No, Dale Cooper, that's Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, yes. He is foxy. Uh, I'm yes. looking forward to talking about him. I am excited, too, and we do have a special guest. I'm just going to make sure I'm confirming it soon. So We should have a couple of special guests on that show, I believe. Uh, maybe the first... Yeah, I think the first, this episode with the Dale Cooper, I think we have two. And then the, after that, I think we have three. And I'm just Do we, do we want to do we want to just Well, let's let's make sure too? we Well, we can talk about we can what, talk we're about talking, what we're talking what about. We're yeah, talking so about. next week we're going to be talking about Twin Peaks. And then, then the following week we're nah, going nah, to nah, nah, We're going to nah. talk about Daria. Yep. <laughs> Cuz fuck yeah. Yep. So that's really exciting. I'm super excited. I'm really excited about today's episode still. I can't wait to like listen to it again and again and again and again, hoping that I didn't make a complete no, I fool think out of myself. You guys did <laughs> this is like our, our, one of our best episodes, I think. Uh, so anyways, you guys, thanks for listening. We love you all. And uh, Shout out to our new listeners all over the world. Morocco, Japan. Uh we just need uh, somebody in Antarctica. So somebody give the penguins a radio. <laughs> and, and on that note, see you we will see you next, next Thursday. Thursday. Show's over, Synergy. Yeah.